Hello and welcome to the Soul Seeking Love podcast. My name is Alicia, but you can call me Leash. Join me each week as I go on a journey to answer life's biggest questions and probably ask a few more along the way. Thanks so much for joining. Hey everyone, welcome back. I always start these episodes like saying, hey, what's up, or good morning, good afternoon, or good night, depending on when I record, but it doesn't, like, it doesn't matter, because you guys can be listening to this at any point in time, and I have a whole intro sequence that, like, plays before this, so it's just awkward for me to start these out, even though I know exactly what I'm going to talk about, and I have an idea, and... A plan, but I just don't know. I don't know how to get it started. You know what I mean? So let me know <laughs> what to say. But basically, hello and welcome. And I guess I guess the idea is that I, I'm not trying to just jump right into the topic. Like I'm not trying to go in without any foreplay here. Um, but I am excited to talk about today's topic because it is like fresh off the press super rare and, um, not rare. Um, I guess, I, I guess rare, tender. It's a little touchy for me because it just happened fresh, super fresh, I guess is the word. Um, so we're going to talk about ghosting this week. What is it? Why do people do it? And why does it suck so bad in that order? Um, So if you're not dating and you're like happily married or happily in a relationship or just happily single, congratulations because you've won. You've defeated the matrix. And that's just hard. Like to be happy in whatever situation you're in is hard. And... I think that's why we seek partners or breakups or whatever, because we're searching for happiness outside of ourselves, even though we know it's within. And that's really the key. And this is totally a podcast for another day. But the truth is, you're not going to find happiness in somebody else. And if you want a partner, you're only going to find them when you find the happiness within yourself first, and then they just like appear. So that's what I'm currently working on. But anyway, in the meantime, and I'm, I'm pretty much there. I, I don't feel like I'm an unhappy, miserable person. I'm a pretty happy person. I just like want someone to do stuff with because yeah, I'll take myself out on dates and I'll go to dinner and yoga and, you know, grocery shopping and travel. I've traveled by myself many times. I did a three week trip to Europe alone. Um, I moved out to Arizona alone. I've been living here, like, what feels like on vacation on my own for over a year now, like a year and a half almost. I'm not afraid of doing things alone. I just, like, it'd be cool to, like, have somebody to chill with while I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Like, have someone help me carry the groceries, help me cook the dinner, you know? Silly stuff like that. But I digress. Anyway, that's the reason why I'm dating. And up until yesterday, I was on a bunch of dating apps and I decided 
I just decided I, I can't deal with it. I, so I actually, when I stopped recording this podcast in April, I had met someone and we started dating rather quickly. Like he asked me to be his girlfriend within 24 hours of knowing him. And on some ways that like really healed me because Mr. Big and I never, ever, ever really solidified the conditions in terms of our relationship after six years. I mean, it feels like we got divorced in all seriousness. It feels like he was my husband. It's, it feels like he's my ex-husband currently. And I, I'm not like trying to say this in a way that demeans marriage because I do think of it as a serious like commitment, but, um, it really does feel like we were just so entwined in each other's lives. And the way he talks to me to this day still feels like he's talking to me like I'm his ex-wife. Like he is the type of person narcissistic as hell, but he speaks to all of his ex, almost all of them, all the ones that will reply to him pretty much. He has this like desire to be friends with everybody he's ever made contact with, which is so narcissistic and ego centric, which I try to explain to him, but he's just like, yeah, he's just like in his own little world thinking that he's just spreading kindness and joy and not aware that he has narcissistic tendencies. But anyway, he still speaks to me specifically as though I'm like his person sometimes. And it really throws me off because like, we'll not talk for months and then we'll be on the phone for like three hours telling each other our whole life stories and like I went through my whole relationship with him and everything that I was going through for the four months that I dated this guy and he tells me like major life secrets that his own girlfriend doesn't even know this is like pretty wild like the fact that I'm saying this on the podcast I don't really care because if he listens to it he knows that this is true and if she listens to it I mean I'd be shocked but anyway it's true like he tells me his secrets and I'm just like why why? Why am I always that person that like knows people's secrets? And, and like, I don't know. It's like, so it's like we're, it's like we're ex-husband and ex-wife. It really feels that way. Like we don't have kids together. We didn't have a house or anything together, but it feels like our lives will always be together. And I don't know. I've just learned to accept it. I've learned to accept that, um, that's just how it is. And it doesn't mean anything other than we used to date because I'm not, I'm not going to get back with him (laughs) and he's not going to get back with me. So I don't really know why we talk, but it's interesting. Anyway, I digress. The point that I was making was that, um, I was dating someone for a few months and it healed a lot of what I went through with Mr. Big because He was so reluctant to commit to me. And then when he finally did, it was like the most toxic relationship ever. So this, this relationship with my, um, what can I call him? I don't really want to make a name for him because I don't plan on talking about him that much. This guy that I dated over the summer, um, he helped me release a lot of that baggage in a way that I didn't even realize I needed to. Um, and we met on match.com and I remember thinking like, okay, it's time to get serious. Go on a serious website. Don't be on Tinder and Bumble and Hinge. Like go on something that really requires people to commit. And I did. And I got that commitment and it was kind of crazy because as soon as I spoke it into existence 
And I said, I'm ready to do this. Like the universe delivered. And we ended up being on totally different pages. Um, our big fight was about children and whether or not they were important to have in a relationship. And I felt that, and he was about uh, six years older than me. So he was under the impression, like, if it happens, it happens. And he didn't really, like, give me an inkling of an idea of, like, I really am going to try to make this happen. It's just, like, whatever. I don't care. Like, if I have kids, great. If I don't, it doesn't matter. But he, he always lent more towards, like, he leaned more towards, well, I've lived this long without them, so what's the big deal? And I'm still under the mindset of, like, I know I really want this and in order to get it, I have to try. And I didn't feel that he would try with me. Like I didn't feel like he would go to the ends of the earth to make it work because the way I feel about children is if I can't biologically have my own, like if I don't meet someone that I can have children with in the next six years, or if I don't biologically, like if I can't have, um, a in vitro or like a donor or something, I would adopt and he didn't feel that way. He's like, well, I would never adopt someone else's kids. And I was like, okay, so you don't want kids. So you don't want to be a dad. And that was the straw for me. And it was like a fight that we kept going back and forth on. Cause he's like, we're only dating for a month. Like I can't make this decision right now. And I'm like, but this is not a decision that needs to be made with me. It's a decision that you need to make. And if you don't know the answer to it, then I'm not going to be the one that makes you make the decision because I don't think it's fair for somebody to choose to have a child with someone because the other person wants it. I want someone that wants to have a kid just as badly as I do. And there are plenty of guys out there that want to have kids. So I, I'm sure that I will find someone, but that's, you know, that was at the end of the day, I felt like if he did decide to do it, it would be for me. And then it would be something that would cause friction between us forever. So I stood very firmly in my beliefs and was like, okay, you know what? I know I want this and I know you don't. So I'm walking away and it was very peaceful. It was, it was like, we literally broke up over text message, which was so like, it felt so stupid to me, but it also, it, it, it wasn't complicated. There was no drama in the relationship, like at all. Everything was great except for that one thing. And I just knew I couldn't go further with somebody that didn't want that. What, like, what's the point? It'd be one thing if it was like, yes, I want them one day, not right now. But that was not what he was saying. He was basically saying like, well, I don't really know. And that requires a lot of soul searching that I didn't think that he was going to do. And even if he did do it, I felt like it would be for me. And I, I just didn't want that. I didn't want that to be held over me. And I, I, I can't imagine how it wouldn't be. I, I, I would expect it to not be held over me. So... Yeah, I just simply walked away and I guess the biggest thing that I learned from that was when you know what you want, and this is going to tie into ghosting, I promise. When you know what you want in a relationship, it's so easy to clearly see who matches you and who doesn't. And like in the beginning, we... I mean, we just clicked instantly and we started dating really quickly and it felt so natural. And then once I realized that we were not on the same page, it felt so natural to not be together. Like it was so easy for me to stand up for myself because I knew what I wanted. 
And if I didn't know, like him, it would have been really confusing and distracting and wishy-washy. And that's how it was with Mr. Big and I for six years because he didn't know what he wanted. I still don't think he knows what he wants because he's still waffling over relationships to this day. And he's waffling in his current one. Um, but anyway, I, I wish I had known that then. So basically what I felt like I did with this relationship was heal the pattern of what I did in the past with Mr. Big. When I knew that Big and I were not on the same page, I should have said, all right, you don't want a relationship. I'm out. And I tried to say that so many times, but I didn't say it with enough conviction because what would happen was I would be like, well, if you think you might want one, I'll hang out. But like, if you don't want one, I'm going to leave. And he's like, well, I think I want one. I just don't know if I want it right now. So we were, we were dancing around it. Like neither one of us wanted the other to leave each other. And yet we didn't want the same things. So it was like, that's why it was so toxic, hot and cold and back and forth. So anyway, in the two years I've been single since post big, I've gained a lot of clarity on what I wanted. And I've dated a lot of guys that were not on the same page, were on the same page, but weren't the right guy and things along that nature, things along those lines. I'm mixing up my uh, cliches today. Um... And the guy that I dated this summer was the closest to what I wanted out of anyone that I had met so far in terms of being on the same page and what I wanted in a partner. So I'm proud of myself for having that experience and I'm also proud of myself for walking away. And usually I'm not. Usually when I walk away, I'm extremely disappointed and upset and super sad that I lost someone. And this time around, he's a great guy. I have nothing bad to say about him. Um... I'm not super sad that he's out of my life. I'm super sad that I have to start over again. And reluctantly, I'm dating again because I know I know I want a partner, so I have to date, right? That's how it works. I can't just like sit in my room and manifest that the perfect man just knocks on my door. I mean, that'd be great. That would be great, but it's just not realistic. And also, I wouldn't answer because I'd be like, who the fuck is a stranger at my door? It's 2021. Like, I'm not answering the fucking door if I don't know you. So there's that. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um I don't know maybe if like the the man of my dreams knocked on my door I would I would be like hey what's up but that yeah <laughs> never going to happen leash anyway so so I was really proud of myself but I I'm, I'm now reflecting on all the times that I said yes when I meant to say no and I've been thinking a lot about that because of the situation that happened to me recently where I got ghosted and it's not new for me to get ghosted. I got ghosted last year before I met this guy that I dated and um, I think I've talked about it briefly on the podcast, but I never got closure with that one. However, I don't know. I guess it did bother me as much. I've been ghosted twice where it really bothered me and... Here's what happens, here's why it happens, and then here is what leaves me, like, here's what is in, left in the wake. So, like, let's get into ghosting. Okay, so in my experience, it all starts out the same. You meet someone, and I met both of these guys online. One of them was on Hinge, one of them was on Bumble. Um, and the one from last year, 
I wasn't really sure what I wanted. I wasn't as clear about a partner as I am now. Like post this like short relationship that I had this summer, I have a lot more clarity on what I want because I walked away from someone who wasn't certain about kids. I was like, wait a second, I really need to make this clear because it doesn't mean we have to have kids this month or next this year, but it does mean that we have to be on the same page with them. And now that I have that clarity, I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to go back to being wishy-washy and saying like, oh, what do you, where do you see yourself? And then like accepting an answer of like, oh, I don't know. I'm going with the flow. Like that's not, that means you haven't thought about it or that means you're not really interested in me and you don't want to tell me or you don't see it with me. So what's the point? So anyway, I've been very clear and open on my dates and I wasn't as clear with the first guy that ghosted me last year. This time I was extremely clear and not in a nagging, annoying way. I was just like, yeah, I'm looking for a relationship. And, you know, eventually one day I would love to have kids and get married. And he said he felt the same. Cool. It was a very easy, casual conversation about it. We didn't get too deep into it. It wasn't like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. Like it was just very like quick over text. We texted a lot before we met in person. There was actually one night that I stayed up till four in the morning texting him back and forth and like sending voice messages and stuff. And we really got to know each other from what I thought. I was very open and honest and it felt like he was the same with me. So we go out to dinner and it was really nice. We had a good time. He picked me up. We went out to this like really good restaurant that I've been dying to go to. And the conversation was pretty effortless the whole time. We had a lot in common. Like so much so that we went out to to a bar after to keep hanging out and just have a drink. So we were like very comfortable with each other because we had been texting for a long time beforehand. And it felt very effortless and comfortable throughout dinner and drinks. So... We had gone out on a Friday night and it, it was like a random thing that I was able to go out. I had like plans had canceled, so I was able to go, but we were planning on grabbing coffee Saturday morning. So he's like, do you still want to grab coffee tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. So we go for coffee and it was just like a quick one hour continuing to talk, like getting deeper into our lives. And like we, at this point we had talked about past traumas. We've talked about past relationships and why they ended what we're looking for in a partner, like weird, quirky things about ourselves that you normally wouldn't talk about on a first or second date, but we did because we had been texting for a a while and, um, like it just came up effortlessly, which to me is always a good sign. So that happens. And then the next day he came over to like hang out and watch a movie and that was fun. Everything was great. Nothing weird. Um, We didn't talk as much, but we were still talking a lot and like getting to know each other. We even like made macaroni and cheese together, like stupid little things, but it felt like we were moving forward. Like it seemed as though this was going to continue to be like, okay, cool. I'm going to see you again and I'm going to see you again. And like, it's just going to naturally fall into place. So the next day um, was Labor Day and he wasn't texting me as much, but he went, he drove like an hour away to go visit someone. 
So I was like, okay, he's out. Like, no big deal. I was at work. I didn't think anything of it. The next day, he was texting me even less, but he was busy with work, and then I was off, and I was running around doing, like, I had, like, a whole self-care day planned, I'm pretty sure. Like, I got my hair done, I got cupping done, and I was, like, all over the place. I had no intentions of seeing him or anything these those two days, um, but I was expecting him to be like, hey, let's hang out again, right? So we're texting all day Tuesday, and he's talking to me about work, and I'm talking about uh, work and random stuff. And the conversation like naturally ended. So I text him a little later in the night to see if he was still up and he never replied. So I'm like, okay, he fell asleep. Like it's totally normal. The next day I text him in the morning. I didn't hear from him. So that was strange. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Something's up. And instantly I knew. Instantly I knew he was never going to text me back. Like that morning when I didn't have a, a good morning text from him, I was like, okay, this is... He's ghosting me. Two days later, still nothing. So I text him again. And I think I texted him one more time after that and was just like, okay, so I I see that you're never going to talk to me again. Don't know what's going on, but like, I would appreciate if you just like told me something and I never heard anything. So that's ghosting. Going from talking at a reasonable, regular pace to never hearing from that person again with absolutely no warning, no reasoning, nothing. They just disappear. Now, ironically enough, I met this guy online, but he works at a company and I I won't say it, but I am actually starting a new job there tomorrow. We're going to be working for the same company. And it was like weird because we talked about it and I was like, oh, that's so crazy. I'm starting there in a couple weeks because we, this was weeks ago now. And he's like, yeah, it's like the universe really wanted us to meet. Like we could have met at work. So I doubt that I'll meet him at work because he actually does work from home, but we do work for the same company now officially as of tomorrow. And I'm a little like, that makes me more annoyed because now it's like we might cross paths and you just ghosted me without a reason. But it's certainly not going to stop me from putting my best foot forward and, you know, being excited about this job because I am excited about this job. Um, But I'm disheartened because it's just like double as cruel because it's not like I can't find you. You we're going to be working for the same company. So it's very shocking to me. And granted, it's a big company, but like either way, that's very sus. That's my new word. Sus. It's suspect. It's so strange. If you weren't feeling it, just tell me, but you acted the whole time. Like you were, you made dates with me. You hung out with me. You kept texting me. You would text me first on most occasions. I mean, but this is how it goes, right? So everything's going fine, everything's going fine, everything's going fine, and then boom, nothing. And I think the shock of it is the worst part. So if you've never been ghosted and you're listening to this and thinking like, why is it a big deal? Like, obviously they're not for you. It's kind of traumatic. It's almost like, I mean, I joke around with my friends, like the, the guy that I, that I got ghosted from last year, 
had told me he was going to Mexico. And then like after that, I never heard from him. So they were like, oh, he's probably in a cartel or, you know, he's, he like got arrested in Mexico. He's like dead. He's never coming back. And it was like funny, but not because I obviously, he's not dead and he's not still in Mexico. (laughs) He's, he's here, but, um, it's just funny for me to think that way because it makes me feel like it's not my fault. Like he's in a Mexican cartel and he couldn't, he couldn't tell me, right? Like it's a joke. Um, but this guy, it wasn't like that. It wasn't even like he went away and never came back. Like it was like literally he was texting me and then it just stopped. Like in the clear blue fucking sky out of the fucking clear blue sky. And it's so frustrating because you just, you know, I, and I get like, I get that sometimes things just don't work out or things fizzle out. And that's normal. Like I've had instances with guys where like I'm talking to them, we go on a date and it's just like, we don't just, we just don't hit it off and there's just nothing there. And the conversation is a little bit more forced. So it trails away. It fizzles out. It's natural. Both people are not engaging in it the same way. That's normal. That happens a lot with friendships, I think, more than actual dating partnerships because like as you get older, your friends, not that they're less important, but live, like your life changes. You know, you go from being in school with friends every day, all day to being at work. And yeah, your work people might become your friends, but usually they're not. Usually they're just like a, a different group of people that you see every day that know everything about you, but they're not actually people you hang out with because you're with them eight, nine hours a day, five days a week. But And then you have your family that you go home to and then you have your actual family that you create. So life just changes and you're in different circles and your friends are still important, but you have to make time to be with them and it's a lot harder when you're older. So sometimes they fizzle away. Good friends don't, right? But it happens. And it happens with dating too and that's normal. And I'm not saying that you you can't let things fizzle out if that's just how it is. But ghosting to me is the most cowardly move you can make because it wasn't a fizzle out. It was a hard fucking stop. It wasn't even like there was a red light and the yellow was coming and then you knew it was going to be red. It was like you didn't hear the bells and the train fucking hit your car. That's what ghosting feels like. And if it's never happened to you, you don't know this feeling and you might think I'm being dramatic, but if it has, that's actually exactly how it feels. It's fucking traumatizing because you know what? I didn't do anything wrong. If I did, I would have had an inkling that I did and I would have been able to communicate that to somebody and we would have been able to have a conversation about it and move past it. But obviously I don't feel like I did anything wrong with this person because nothing was awkward. Nothing was changed. Everything was going exactly the way it had been going from the beginning. There was good communication, good banter, flirting, all that good stuff. And it went in increasing, increasing, increasing amounts until all of a sudden fucking disappeared. And it's mind blowing to me. It's mind blowing. If I'm not feeling it with somebody, this is so Virgo of me. I like, they get a full fucking dissertation as to why we're not going to be together. Like I wouldn't, I don't just leave. Like you You have a handbook of instructions when you meet me. And if we break up, I give you a fucking, like, it's, I literally will write you an essay on what you did 
that fucking pissed me off and this is why I'm leaving. This is how you fucked it up and this is why. And if you don't believe me, you can ask Mr. Big to resurface all of my fucking emails. I promise you he has them. (laughs) Every single time we broke up and got back together, I wrote a list of reasons why this wasn't working and I wrote a list of reasons why it could work again. Every single fucking time. So anyway, and I did that with my ex. I wrote out a list of the guy that I dated this summer. I wrote out all the reasons why I didn't think this was going to work out. What do you want to do about it? And he's like, we're done. Great. Awesome. I already knew that we were done. Perfect. Here was my list of reasons why. Now you know. I could never fucking ghost somebody. I just couldn't. And, you know, part of me is thinking like, am I doing it for my own ego? Am I just like, do I want to prove to them that they suck and I have to validate the reasons as to why that I'm leaving for myself? Is it really for them or is it for me? I don't know. I I actually don't know. This is something that I need to like dig deeper on. Probably part of it is for me so that I feel less guilty because here's the thing. I am a people person. I don't want to hurt anybody. I'm dating you because I like you. I'm going on dates with you and texting you because I'm interested in you in some way. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't mean I think you're horrible. It just means I think we're not meant for each other. There has to be deeper levels of connection. And I could talk to anybody, literally. I am talking to nobody in my room right now. I have the gift of gab. I can have a conversation with anybody in this world. But for me to have multiple conversations with you all day, every day, take you on dates, invite you to my house, I really like you. And yeah, I guess ghosting is a definite answer. They're not interested in me because if they were, they'd be texting me. It's a no. He doesn't want to see me anymore. But When I do that to somebody and I decide I don't want to see them anymore, I don't want them to be hurt. I want them to understand because I don't want to leave somebody in a wake of trauma. I know what that feels like and it shouldn't be traumatic. It really shouldn't. Breaking up doesn't need to be traumatic. You're adult. When you're teenagers, when you're in your 20s, sure, it is. It's fucking drama always. But in your 30s, we're adults. I know what I want at this point. I'm very clear on what I want. And I'm standing in that awareness, in that clarity, and in that conviction. So if you don't match that, it's easy for me to say that it's not going to work out. You're a great guy. I appreciate the conversation. I appreciate you. Just not what I want. Why is it so hard for some people to do that? It doesn't need to be that hard. So The reason why people ghost, in my opinion, is that they don't have that clarity within themselves, which means they are not my person. And that's the only solace I have in this because, quite frankly, I was really excited about what this could have turned into. It just felt so aligned. It felt easy, effortless. I mean, maybe that's a red flag. I I don't want to think that it is because I do feel like That's how relationships are. They should be easy and effortless and fun and cool and sexy. And that's how every relationship that I had started, right? Like great banter, flirting, all that stuff, attraction, mutual interests, respect for each other. Like that's, that's how it's always started for me. That's how this was. And I just, I wish that we could all meet ourselves 
at such a high level of awareness that when we meet other people and it doesn't work out, whether it's friends or dating, it's easy to discern and explain why things are just not going to work out between us or why we can't be friends or why we can't date or whatever. And that might be more heartbreaking for some people to have to express those feelings, but it just takes the questions off the table. And yeah, I think the only time we get really hurt is when we don't have that awareness within ourselves. I, I feel like there's something lacking in me that I got offended by this. I feel like I must be missing something that I'm even upset, right? Because if I was really strong in my conviction of like, I know what I want and I want somebody that's going to choose me back and want all the same things as me, obviously this man didn't because he ghosted me. So it should be easy for me to be like, okay, not my person, write it off. But there is something in me that is hurting and it's that piece of me that holds out hope. It's that piece of me that believes men are intrinsically good. Women are intrinsically good. People are intrinsically good. I want to believe that. But it feels like the more I date, the less I want to believe it. Because things like this happen and it's like, how could this happen? How could two adults in their 30s just stop talking to each other for no reason? I I mean, it's like this modern phenomena of things that like... I don't know. I just feel this would never happen back in the day. So it's not really, I mean, it's ambiguous in the sense that there's no finality to it, but it's also not ambiguous because there's no response. Like either way, there's no response, but I don't know. There's just more of a face-to-face or like verbal communication that would happen 10, 20 years ago that we don't get anymore. Like you could literally break up with someone over text and you have no idea what their emotions are. Like they could be writing something that's totally not what they're feeling and you can't read their body language. You, you, you can't tell that they're avoiding your calls. I mean, it's just, it's difficult to date in the modern time. And yet it's so much easier because you have access to way more people than you ever would have before because of the internet. So there's a strange paradigm. And of course, as usual, I'm asking questions that I don't really have answers to. So I'm just going to keep asking questions. But you know, it's like, where do I go from here? I can't keep texting him because then I look crazy. But I'm not crazy. I'm hurt. And that's the difference. I'm seeking to understand. I'm not seeking to change your mind. If you, if you decided you don't want me, great. Tell me why. So that I can understand Did I misread a signal? Did I get this wrong? Do I not really know who you are? Because if you don't want me, on some level, we're not the right match. So if you're the right match with someone, it's like your magnets. You don't want to pull apart. But if you're the wrong match with someone, there's like friction. And usually both people feel it. When you when you two magnets don't attract, you feel them push away from each other. So obviously he's pushing away from me, but I I don't know why. I don't know what the reason is. So I can't make sense of it myself. It was just kind of like I lost this great guy. And that's that's what ghosting does. So the way to avoid it is to just really stand true in who you are. And that's what I'm doing. I know 
what I want. I know I want a partner, first and foremost, that can communicate with me effortlessly and, and continues to communicate with me openly, honestly, and um, lovingly. And ghosting is not that, right? You can't, you can't lovingly ghost someone. The only way to leave someone with love is to say, hey, I think you're great. I wish you the best. You're just not for me. And I hope that you find the person that is for you. So I'm going to let you go now so you have more time to find them instead of dragging this out any longer. I think that that's respectable and fair and honest and loving. And maybe some people disagree with that, but I, for one, would rather be single and spend more time doing things I want to do with and for myself than spending it with somebody that I know is not interested in a future with me. Time is our most precious resource. And I, I try to take every experience and learn from it and grow from it. And that's what I try to do with relationships, as you know. So I'm always grateful for the lessons. I'm grateful for the journey. But when it's time to move on, the sooner you know it, the sooner you need to do it. And I suppose that's the one blessing with ghosting. I didn't waste a few months on this person. But I almost wish I did. Because then I would really know why they left. And realistically, it's probably because something they couldn't handle happened in their life and it felt like too much to be dating. Maybe um, an ex came back to the picture. I get that. But tell me, you know. Tell me that you've met someone else and that you don't want to continue with me because you made it pretty clear that you wanted to. Like we had already started to have talks about exclusivity. So if, if you're at that point with somebody, you, you deserve, like they deserve an explanation. You should give them an explanation. Also, ghosting is an answer. But it sucks. It's cowardly. Let me tell you, I feel like it's taking the easy way out. It's absolving yourself from having to deal with awkward conversations. And let me tell you something. If you're, if you're a person out there that ghosts other people, okay, cool. Maybe that's your thing. Maybe it doesn't bother you. Like I, I still, even if I meet someone who ends up being a creep, I don't ghost them. But I, I think the awkward conversations, it's what makes us human. It, what it's, it helps us to learn. I feel like ghosting is a way of avoiding a part of yourself, first and foremost. Instead of just avoiding someone else, you're avoiding a part of yourself. You're you're avoiding that part of yourself that seeks authenticity and truth. There's a part of you that doesn't want to deal with that other person or hurting them or emotions or something. Because it should be easy to say, hey... You're not for me. Obviously, I like you enough to want to be talking to you, but I don't like you enough to want to build a future with you. That's fair. It sucks to hear it, but it's fair. We're adults. We're all human. We can all understand this. So I guess my point here with this is if you've been ghosted, it's okay. You got your answer. Just move on. The faster you move on from it, the easier it's going to be to find the right person for you. Maybe they'll come back. Maybe they won't. It doesn't really matter. Stay aligned with what you want. And if you want open, honest communication 
and authenticity and truth and love, you're not going to get that from somebody who ghosts you. And here's why. If you're ghosting someone, I mean, we're all mirrors projecting our shit onto other people, right? So if you can't be honest and open about why you're leaving them, then you actually don't have clarity on your feelings. You don't have an honest, open opinion about what you want. Because if you did, you could just say that. But instead, you choose to just leave. That's my hot take on dating with intention. Don't fucking ghost people. And if you don't want to date with intention, then say it. Say you just want to sleep around. Say you don't want anything serious. That's fine. Some people want that too. That's great. Enjoy, enjoy your fucking life. Go have casual sex. That's fine. Just be safe. However, if you want something serious, communicate that so people know. If you don't, it's fair to also say that. You want someone on the same page with you. You don't want to trap somebody into a casual relationship if you know they want something serious. It's like a bait and switch. It's dishonest. It's cruel. And then you ghost them and it's even more cruel. Because here they are thinking that they found somebody and they got to do it all over again. And let me tell you, starting all over again is the hardest part of dating. Having to get back on the apps and re, like, go through all the motions with somebody new. Ugh, it's work. It's a lot of work and it's frustrating. And it can all be avoided if we just show up authentically as ourselves. Do you see a theme here? It's always about authenticity for me. Anyway, I think this is enough about ghosting. Don't fucking do it. Don't be a coward. Face your fucking demons. And then go out and date with correct intentions and honesty. And have fun. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I really hope you enjoyed the conversation today. If you did, of course, you know what to do. Subscribe, rate, review, share it with a friend. And of course, I'll see you again next week. Thanks so much and take care.